Hello, and welcome to A Traveller's Story, a podcast all about travelling at your own leisure. I'm your host, Femi Adeshikbim, Chief Storyteller at The Madam Editor, a lifestyle blog, and shopkeeper of the edited and online travel print shop. It is my pleasure to have you here. To travel is a privilege, a privilege in rediscovery. Rome was not built in a day, hence, cannot be discovered in a day, a weekend, or even a week. In that spirit, I invite you to return and rediscover. Make new memories and relieve old ones, because the story is never truly finished. So, what are you waiting for? Come away with me. I hear the soft thud the second I walk in. It's a gentle boom, boom. And almost immediately I know what's going on. Someone is making pounded yam in the kitchen. Literally pounding the yam in the mortar and a pestle, manually. It's an arduous task. I can also smell the agusi soup. That distinct mixture of bitter leaf and melon seeds and peppers and palm oil on the hot stove. This is the Lagos of my childhood, surrounded by sights and sounds and familiar smells. It's very intimate. This is a flyby visit, but it's also where I know I'll be spending most of my day. As is always the case in Lagos, you don't just drop by to drop by. You drop by to stay a while. This is a story about home. Lagos. Perhaps the first thing that hits you about Lagos is that she stands on ceremony for no one. She envelops you in her muchness. At any time of the day, Lagos is a lot. It's intense and it pulls you constantly in different directions. And it's maddening and confusing and hectic. Bloody hell, is it hectic. But Lagos is also a lot of fun. Giddy is a lot of fun. Yes, there's scarcity of fuel and we're meant to be an oil-rich country. Of electricity because of Nepa. If you know, you know. The traffic is all nine circles of Dante's Inferno. Maybe even worse because you can waste hours of your day just sitting in Lagos traffic. But then you meet the people. The people is what makes Lagos what it is and what it can be and what it should be. A lot of fun, a lot of life, just laughter and rolling with it. In the face of adversity, Lagosians have perfected the art of rolling with it and make a way for themselves when most would just cower at the mere thought, really. One of a kind does not even begin to describe my people. Which is why, first things first, before you head to Lagos, know Elagosian. This is not a place you come for the insta-life. Granted, you'll find that on the mainland, oh, sorry, the island. But 
Lagos is not a city you judge from the outside. She unfolds in the creases. It's almost like you have to touch her to be able to feel her. There is something there in between. It's a city that unfolds in the details. So, before you head to Lagos, no Lagosian. I don't tell you, no go be JJC. My earliest memories of Lagos go right back to primary school. The Lagos of my childhood was pretty golden. Despite the hardships, we were raised by the community. You know that saying, it takes a village? Well, the village raised us. It was not surprising for me to eat lunch or dinner at a friend's house or to know that I would be in trouble because a friend of my parents saw me in a place I shouldn't be. And before I got home, my parents were informed of my infraction. We called those aunties, Ami Boz, tattletales for the uninitiated. Our parents would throw parties that blocked entire streets, literally chairs and tables on thoroughfares. Musician bandstands assembled where legends like King Sonny Ade or Ebenezer Obey were built to play. The musician determined the pull of the crowd. And the parties went on all night. Money was sprayed, literally making it rain before making it rain in the club was ever a thing. If there is one thing you should do in your life, go to an Owambe party in Lagos. A Kofa show is always on display. The galas that adorned our mother's heads were in fierce competition. Colorful shoes and bags to match. Gossip and conversation flowing from end to end. Our laugh is loud and bellyful. And more than anything, trust me, we know how to have a good time. Like the Italians, Lagosians are expressive. We have a reputation for speaking with our entire bodies because language for us is emotive, spoken with feeling and forethought. Our elders have a more rhythmic way of speaking, interweaving words and idioms and proverbs because there is always a lesson to be learned. And their words were more than, well, mere words, to be honest. There were stories layered in meaning and they hoped we learnt something from it, even if some of us refuse to. (laughs) Life doesn't unravel slowly in Lagos. The mornings are active, none of that slow revealing of the day malarkey. But there is a moment, just before the cock crows. Yes, cocks do crow in the city, and that moment is where you find your peace. And that piece will see you through the rest of your day. Trust me, you need it. Breakfast for most of us was the ever-popular Ewagoyana gege bread. I don't think there's a Lagosian worth their salt who doesn't eat Ewagoyana gege bread. It's a religion. And if you meet one, run the other way. They're not real. Listen. Come closer. There are breads, brioches, baguettes everything else, and then there's a gege bread, 
a national treasure, soft and chewy. The pleasure comes from tearing into it gently, watching that perfectly formed dough rip apart. I used to do this a lot as a kid, as you can tell. There are very few pleasures in life. Eating agege bread and ewa going in the morning is one of them. And it wasn't just simply eating ewa going and agege bread. No, it was watching the ewa going seller dish out the beans and spread it with the back of their spoons and then put the sauce in the middle and drizzle the oil all around it. And heaven when it's warm with freshly baked agege bread. Oh, it's heaven. Just utter bliss. I grew up on the mainland, Surulere. Patience is the race of life loosely translated. And it's only the best place to live. That's my opinion and the hill I'm choosing to die on. Abeg, abeg, abeg. Don't at me, islanders. Stay there. My primary school was opposite the booker that sells the very famous and best ever designer rice, or bankolima rice as we called it back then. Here is a truth to be widely acknowledged. Food eaten outside your house, especially food bought in a place like Bankolima, is infinitely better than any food your mother cooked at home. And that's just facts. Much like party jollof is better than your house jollof. And don't even get me started on Nigerian jollof versus the rest of them. We win. Ghana nade here. We carry first. Whenever anyone is coming from Lagos, I tend to ask for just one thing. Gala. My friends and family will probably call me mad for telling you this right now. But hear me out. Gala is a sausage roll type snack and it's sold everywhere. It's probably the unhealthiest thing you can put in your body. I don't even think we should be allowed to eat it. It's disgusting. The outer dough, I think, is quite nice. That's just me. It's the meat inside that's questionable. We won't get into that. If you have this with Fanta, trust me, another trip to heaven. And here's something I'm not willing to compromise on. The Fanta in Nigeria is better than Fanta everywhere else in the world. I may not have been to everywhere else in the world, but take this to the bank and tell them I sent you. You'd be forgiven to think my memories of Lagos revolve around food. And in most cases they do, because food brought us together growing up. And in most cultures today, it still does. You didn't cook expecting to eat it all alone in your home. You cooked so that your neighbours with whom you raised your household can eat with you should they drop by. And they will. It is why we say, Ewa Jeon, meaning, come and eat with us. Because in this town, you cannot eat alone. And that, my friends, is a very good thing. The last time I was home was to bury my dad. Burying a parent is a matter of pride. Because it is their prayers that their children outlive them. And again, the memories of Lagos of my childhood were embedded in the warmth all around us. The community 
that embraced us, the old roads we walked and played on. Time has a funny way of moving forward, but standing still and holding us gently within it, reminding us of the home we left behind. Home is the people we meet along the way, whose hands in so many ways have shaped us. Home is in the lines of our elders' smiles as they bless us and welcome us back with that big, warm embrace. Even in death, we feel their love. That familiar feeling of the earth beneath our feet as we walk the roads that remember us, no matter how long we have been away. As I said, this is a story about home. to my pounded yam and a goosey soup. I was right when I said this was not a flyby visit. The table is laid with the ignore, pounded yam and a goosey soup with assorted meats, ice-cold bottles of soft drink, water and maltina. You already know what I'm going to tell you about maltina. <laughs> the elder at the head of the table says a prayer. He prays for us, for our safe journey, for the food, and remembers my dad, whom we've just laid to rest. We wash our hands and we dig in. No fork or knife here, just hands. Because as I said, Lagos was always meant to be felt. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode has encouraged you to look forward to your next journey. Whether it's to a place you hope to return or somewhere far away and unfamiliar. Until next time. And in the words of my favorite talk show host, Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves and each other. Or as I say, before you leave a house in Lagos, Irea Kari Fungbubuwa. One more thing. Don't forget to follow along and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss out on the next travel story. Trust me, we're going places. You can find me on all socials at The Madam Editor or a.travelerstory on Instagram dedicated to this podcast. <laughs>